Hello and welcome back to the Unlocking Theatre podcast. On this week's episode, we're talking to Mayor Quonsabreed, but first, here's this week's theatre news. Sister Act has postponed their London run and Whoopi Goldberg will not be rejoining. Back to the Future has extended its West End run in 2022. We hope you enjoy the episode. I'm called Mayor Constabreed. I'm 23 and I live in Manchester. <laughs> Can we just talk a bit about what you've been doing in lockdown? Like, have you been watching any like live streams or anything like that? A little bit. I've not watched those. I watched Turn Up London. I've watched more like films and series. So I watched The Boys, which was really good. That was on Amazon Prime. I watched Little Fires Everywhere, which is on Amazon Prime as well. Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. It's amazing. Um, I watched Memento. Um, I've watched, I watched all of the Star Wars, which was amazing as well. Big Star Wars fan, big geek now. Yeah, just, I've just been catching up on all the things I say I haven't had time to watch, like all the big sequels and stuff. Not started Lord of the Rings or fully started Harry Potter again from the beginning, but I'm sure we'll get to that if there's a second lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had time for like, any hobbies or like, a chance to be creative? Just doing jigsaws counts creative. Maybe for like, yeah, the first like, totally. weeks I was doing jigsaws. I completed about four of them. And then started drawing because my friend bought me, um, well, my friends for my birthday bought me some acrylic paints um, and paintbrushes. So I went out and bought myself a pipe and I did some drawing, but I haven't painted them yet. I've just been doing like the stencil type thing so I can paint. So I've done some drawing just to, but yeah, I've done a little bit of singing here and there, but not, I've not really done much. I know it sounds rubbish, but I've been, I've been like very unmotivated, but I know I'm not the only person. I think it's just because yeah. everything's like completely slowed down and, you either try and keep up with that momentum or you kind of go with it. And I think I've kind of like slowed down and gone with it. I'd sing here and there and try and keep creative. But most of the time I'm just like, I just want to watch telly and eat food. <laughs> yeah. Last yeah. one for me. What's one thing that you've learned about yourself while in lockdown? That I don't do well on my own. <laughs> Not on my own, yeah. but like I don't do well being in one place for too long I don't like I'm a bit like I like to get around I like to be busy and when I'm not got anything on I end up spending too much time in my own little head and drive myself insane and it's not good <laughs> I wanted to talk about your training at GSA do you feel that that kind of prepared you for the industry or do you feel like you've kind of learned more since you've been out of college in work that is such a good question. And I would say that drama school gives you a toolbox. It gives you a, like a repertoire for the, the industry, but nothing prepares you for the industry like the industry. It's like you learn on job, if that makes sense. Like with drama school, you're in half eight till six or you're in nine till five and then you go home, you do your work, you have your tea, you go to bed. It's like having a nine to five job. When you are in the industry, you don't, and you have a job, you don't have that nine to five, your schedule is completely shifted. So nothing prepares you for that for one. Your new bedtime is now two o'clock in the morning and that's just how it is. Your new wake up time is 11, 12. You know, you never used to hear a peep out of me until at least half past 12. But you've got to remember that my bedtime was pushed like six hours forward and your eating pattern. No one can prepare you for having breakfast at one o'clock in the afternoon. You, I very much learn on the job and you very much learn your what your body can do and how far you can push your body 
mentally, physically, everything when you're working. It is a lot at drama school because you have a lot to contend with. They throw a lot at you. And I promise you, probably nothing will ever be as hard as like second year of drama school because it's just like nonstop. Because when you get into the industry, it's like you have, if you have a job, you have one thing to focus on at that time. So you're not running around trying to do a million different, learn a monologue, learn three songs, learn this, learn that. Like you just learn your stuff, you do your job. And in the daytimes, you do what you want to do in the daytime, what you see fit. Me, on the other hand, I didn't do anything in the day because even though six was only 75 minutes long, it was an absolute killer. And it was enough to make me not move all day. So I wouldn't do anything other than maybe go to the gym and then go to work at six o'clock and that was me, <laughs> that, that, that was me done. But in terms of the training, they do give you like everything you need. It's just what you take from that, if that makes sense. Like you take the bits that work for you. Um, and that's what I found most important when you get out there finding a routine that is tailored and specific to you. So finding like vocal exercises and um, stretches and a routine that, that is good for you because it doesn't work for everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like what I might do might not work for my friend or my colleague or do you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like, was there like a lot of pressure at drama school to kind of like be like a triple threat? I wouldn't say like there's a pressure to be a double, like a, double threat, a triple threat. It's like, I think if any pressure, it comes from yourself because you want to be able to do all disciplines. You want to be able to do them to a standard. Like it's hard because say I trained with some incredible people who were triple threat, triple threat, but you've got to remember like how that's them and this is you. Like you, like they might be a triple threat and be good at everything, but you might be an exceptional dancer and their singing might not be as good as yours, but obviously they can still sing. And do you know what I mean? So like, I would never try and, it's more pressure from yourself rather pressure from them. Like they don't, they want you to be able to do a, a whole range of things because the thing is with the industry now, they don't just want you to be able to dance, sing and act. They want you to be able to do acrobatics and juggle and be a first aid or like, do you know what I mean? They want you to be able to do lots of things. So I just say get life experience rather than worry about being a triple threat. Do you know what I mean? Don't, don't strive for that. Just, just work hard, train hard, be yourself. I know it sounds so generic, but don't, try and be a carbon copy of somebody else because you can only be a second grade somebody else in the first class, first class you so don't worry about anybody else just focus on yourself so how did you find out about six and like come across the auditions so my friend renee was in it earlier in the like earlier in the year to when i was like auditioning um, but i didn't know anything about it at all and it wasn't until I signed with my previous agent and it was like a second audition I had with them, I think. No, it was the, sorry, I lied. I think it was the first audition they got me through that agency. Um, and they just messaged me being like, oh, we've got you an audition on Monday, I think it was. It's called Six. And I didn't know, I was like, what on earth is Six? And he was like, I don't really know much about it either, but like a little bit of a synopsis is about Henry VIII's Six Wives as like a pop concert. But like, I think he's like, I think it's probably changed a little bit since I went and saw like the previews in December and January. So like, just like go and like see how it is. And then I went and loved it. I got clapped, it was amazing. Like no one's ever clapped me before. I was so confused. <laughs> um, and then I just, cause I just sang the first time and then my second round that like, they gave me material, but I didn't hear from them for ages. So I thought, oh, they don't want me anymore. Like it's just, 
just how it is. And then next minute, oh, can you read all these three parts and learn this scene? And I was like, oh, okay. So, but yeah, but like, I didn't know about it until then. And I didn't realize that that, that one musical was going to change my life. <laughs> what was the audition process like? Because did you go in for part or did you go in just as a general queen and then they choose who you are? No, so the first, like, I know it's very different now, but when I auditioned, it was, we went in, sang one song, but it had to be like, a, it had to be like a current pop song. They didn't want like 1980s pop songs. They wanted you to come in with like Jesse J or Beyonce or Kelly Clarkson. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the more current pop songs. And then my second round, like I said, was material. So I got sent Berlin, Cleves and Par. Um, and then the opening chat, which is different now to what it was when I, when I read it the first time. And then I went in again for a dance round and, oh no, sorry, it was, it was a workshop day. So I did the dance and material and sang my own song, I'll say my own song, sang the pop song again. Um, so that was like a nine till two type thing. And then I did that, not that workshop again, but like went again and read for my material again. And I didn't hear from them for a while again. So I thought, oh, that is what it is. And then about two weeks later, I got called in again to do Berlin, Cleves and Par. And then I went outside and then Katie Wilmore, who was like the runner at the time, she ran after me down the corridor and was like, can you, can you wait there? Can you come back? And I was like, she was like, no, no, it's good. It's, it's good. Don't worry. Don't worry. And then I came back in and then it, Lucy and Lucy, I think it was Lucy, Toby and Jamie like ran up to me and gave me a hug. And I was like, Going on, they were like, congratulations, you've got a job. And I was like, oh. I was so confused. I did not know what was happening. I was like, wait, I've got, what? Like, and it was a massive panel as well. So it was like all our producers. So Andy, Wendy, Kenny. And then it was Carrie Ann, who's the choreographer, and Toby, Lucy, uh, Jamie, Joe. There was literally the whole team there. I think even Emma, the, um, the, the like set designer was there. Like loads of people were there. It was a massive panel. And then Kenny just started telling me like where they were going on tour, what the plans were. And I was just stood there like, um, yeah, I, I was just so, I just didn't even know what to do. Um, and they were just like, you're definitely in it. We just don't know who we want to be yet, but like definitely in it. And then I think like two days later, like, they got back to my agent saying they want me to play par. So, and I think it was a perfect fit, if I'm honest. I couldn't imagine being anybody else. <laughs> How long did you have in between like rehearsals and then going out on tour? So we had three weeks of in rehearsals. So it was like one week of like material and like learning your songs, learning the scripts, like um, character building, character development, that type of thing. But it's not even, but it's, it's hard to say character development because these are real women. So we're based off real women, but we're using more of the personas of the, the pop stars. We're using more of the personas of like who you're, queen is supposed to be like inspired by rather than like playing the I say I can't say playing the woman because obviously these are these are real people so portraying Catherine yeah. Park through the eyes of kind of like Alicia Keys like that kind of feel and that's kind of where we had to like stance because obviously we don't know what Catherine Park was really like we don't really know what Anna Cleese was like we just have like the records all that do you know what I mean so and the second week it was choreography which was extremely intense, extremely, extremely intense. Um, and then the third week was just like running it. So it was only really like two weeks of rehearsal. And the thing is, because it was a new musical, things changed every single day, minute to minute, hour to hour. 
lines got taken out, lines got added, choreography got changed. We spent a whole day learning a routine and then the next day it would change. We'd have to relearn it. It was just, it was tough on the brain and on the body. And then, like I said, we went into like a full week of what I'd say, like running the show. And then we did like a sits probe and then like a live, I say live performance, like a, a run through for like a group of school kids just to like do the show in its entirety. And then we went to Norwich and then continued to do rehearsals. So like we'd rehearse in the day doing tech and then we'd do the show at night. And that happened for weeks because it is a new musical the rehearsal period got like stretched. So it was like three weeks to like learn the show and then like another six, seven, eight to like refine and work and add and take away. Do you know what I mean? Um, so we were rehearsing pretty much up to like the final week of Edinburgh, I think. And then I think the producers said to Toby and Lucy like, right, when we get to London, no more rehearsals. Like we have to, we have to have the show. Like we know what we're doing for the, next, for the rest of the run. Um, so we had quite a long, like say, like extended rehearsal period for only three weeks to really like nail the show, if that makes sense. Would you say the rehearsals were different to like a traditional musical show? Because obviously Six is more of like a concert feel to like a traditional Phantom or Lame Is. I honestly can't answer that question because I'm not <laughs> anything else. I say like I started rehearsals for cases, but we only had a couple and yet again, it's something new. So you're building it from the ground up. I can probably say it's different doing a show that is already established and you already know you have to stand on that X and sing at that corner. Whereas with this, it was completely like your own, I say own interpretation. It was like, you were working with the director very heavily to create this show. It's not, it was a very, very collaborative and creative process. Um, very much so like it, it it wasn't stand on that x and, and lift your arm and sing to the gallery it was and we, we did watch beyonce roselander's research which obviously is fantastic research and i'd already seen it a million times anyway but like that was obviously the feel they were going for but it was a very i could say probably a very different experience to say my friend mj who was on lay miz in an already very established show learning lame is to me learning six is probably very very different creative processes um whereas lame is you know exactly what they were whereas six it was well we'll try and do it in that corner if it doesn't work then we'll we'll, we'll stand on the roster and oh, if that doesn't work then then maybe do you know what i mean it was very like where do you think you should stand um let's just have a play do you know what i mean it was just it was a, it was very like free and we were able to create in a space and that's what Cases was going to be a little bit like as well, because Cases was a concert. It had been done as a concert, but never been put on its feet. So that was another, right, okay, let's create together. And I guess I love being a part of that collaborative process. I just wanted to go back to the, the touring bit. Do you find touring quite exciting? Or do you think it's like a bit unsettling having to move about? I love touring. I absolutely loved it. I'm, I am a very much a home bird, but I very much like to travel. I like to see new things. And when I was traveling, I was going to, that's when I was traveling, when I was on tour, I was going to places that I'd never been to before. I would never go there for any reason other than like, for example, Edinburgh said, I'd love to go to Edinburgh. I'd never been before. So what a better opportunity to spend a month at the Fringe, which I'd never done before, and also perform there and be a month and live and breathe in Edinburgh. I loved it, it was brilliant. Didn't like the weather though, hated Edinburgh weather. <laughs> Too temperamental for my liking, but loved Edinburgh as a city. Like Norwich as well. When would I ever go to Norwich? It's literally 
so far away from me that uh, when would I ever go? When would I ever get there? So that was really nice. And I absolutely love Norwich. It's a beautiful place to be. And I, yeah, I just love touring, but I know touring's not for everyone. I don't think I'd like to do more than say like six to nine months of touring because it is a lot. You are just living out of a suitcase and there's only so much you can carry around. Do you know what I mean? You can't have occasion, outfits for every occasion. So, <laughs> What's been your favourite place to tour in? I really, I did like Norwich. I really enjoyed Norwich. I enjoyed Edinburgh. I liked Southampton as well because we had the, the loveliest digs there. Cambridge was stunning as well. We also had the, the loveliest lady me and Grace lived with. Honestly, she was so nice. She was called Pam. Miss you, Pam. Love you, Pam, wherever you are. <laughs> she was the nicest lady. She made us cookies. We sat out one night and drank a glass of wine, ate cookies, and we're just talking about life. And I was like, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. <laughs> uh, last one for me. What do you think the biggest difference is between touring and between like the West End? Touring is difficult because you are like uprooting your life and moving around for a while. And like you, you're more on, obviously you're more on the go when you're on tour because as well, like when you're in a place, you want to see the place. And because we only spent say a week or two weeks in a place other than Edinburgh, we spent four weeks and in London, eight. Everywhere else you wanted to see the place. So in the day, if you weren't rehearsing, you were, you were trying to make, use of your time while you were there if that makes sense that you so I find you more active when you're on tour but it tires you out quicker because you're always on the go whereas when when we were in the West End it was kind of like I knew I could sit at home in, in the day I didn't have to go out or go and explore or do anything because I was in London I've lived there before so and then I just went to work and then I just go home and it's just like Groundhog Day you just do that every day every day and then you get yourself into a routine because then you're used to being in one place and you're used to waking up at this time, going to work at this time, getting home at this time, eating at this time. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's very different on tour because you never know. Your schedule will kind of get, you get given it like week to week. Whereas with being in the West End, it's kind of like, you know what's coming. Unless obviously one week they throw in Britain's Got Talent or something. Do you know what I mean? Like other than that, you, you kind of know what's coming week to week. What was it like when you like went into London and it really took off and you got like the Olivier nomination? How mad was that? It was crazy. As you just said, it was mad. I said there was one weekend where something was put in the water because it just went wild. I was like, I don't know what has happened. I don't know where it's come from, but this is absolutely wild. And it was like one thing after another. Like I couldn't ever quite prepare myself for what was coming next. It was kind of like, you get hit with one thing. You're like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's something else. It's something else. I was like, God, I can't cope with all this. It's too much craziness, too much amazingness coming my way. Like it was just, it was incredible. Like the whole experience of being in the West End and it just, it was so nice as well because for six months over the tour, we'd like slogged away, like proper slogged away, working so hard to get this musical to where it was. And then obviously people did appreciate that. I noticed that when we were on tour, because then you get people come back like six months later when we're in the West End being like, oh my God, it feels like a completely different show. Like, like you've taken it all up a notch. Like it's amazing. And it, it was just so nice to hear that, that, that you, your hard work has paid off. Your, your fruits of your labour is, is, is blooming. Do you know what I mean? And that was the best part of it. Yeah. What was it like performing at the Olivier's? <laughs> <laughs> like that. That is what it was like. It was the best feel. I've never, ever 
ever, I don't think I will ever experience anything like that ever again. Like that feeling of just looking up and 5,000, I've never, I don't even know what 5,000 people look like. 5,000 people looking back at you, I was like, it's like, it takes your breath away. There was no, nothing in my lungs to give you. It was the best feeling ever, but boy, was I nervous. So yeah. nervous. And, but believe it or not, like that was the part that I loved the most out of the whole day. I found the red carpet quite stressful because you were being pushed from person to person, like speak to this person. And I was a bit like, ooh. So it, you kind of had a moment, believe it or not, when we were on that stage to like, vroom, like calm and collect yourself because up until that point we'd all been running around like headless chickens and that was the first time I'd stood and gone oh my god this is happening like I didn't compute it up until then I was like wow this is about to happen it was unreal unreal <laughs> we always like to end with some quick fire questions okay so I'm gonna start that now so what's your favorite show in the West End at the moment and Juliet that's a good choice. Um, <laughs> I had to think in the West End. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, what's your dream role? It looks to be Dorothy in the Wiz. Oh, yes. Um, dream theatre to work in? Savoy. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Night in <laughs> or night out? Night in. Uh, the first show you want to see after lockdown? Well, I am seeing Jesus Christ Superstar, so does that kind of count? <gasps> yes, definitely. Okay. Cool. Uh, the first show you ever saw? What, like, ever in my life or, like, on the West End? Ever in your life. Oh, God. Uh, now you're asking. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say Oliver in the West End because I can't remember the first Yeah. It was probably a fancy line. <laughs> a show you think is underrated? Ooh. What, like, currently or just, like... Up to you. Oh, that's so hard. A show that's underrated? Oh my gosh, you really stumped me. The <laughs> show that's underrated. To Kill a Mockingbird, but it's not over here yet. So it was amazing. Yeah. It was the best thing ever. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. Something in your dressing room you can't live without. Water. <laughs> if you can go back in time and see any production of any show, what would it be? Dessa Rose at the Chicago Studios. And a dream cast member. Jennifer Hudson. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ask each person that comes on to put a musical theatre song into our big playlist. So what song do you want to add? Ooh, I want to add I Can Do Better Than That from the last five years. Oh, yes. Thanks. Thank you so, so much for doing this. No, no worries. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. And you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.